Blog Talk Radio. I don't know if the song's going to play. Hey, hey yeah, we're on. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Welcome to uh, our new show, the Pet Psychic Radio Show. Um, it's going to be a great show today, and uh, it's our first one, so I'm a little nervous. Um, and we're practicing with all the technical aspects of it, so bear with us. Um, but we already have some callers um, on hold, so I'm excited about that. And uh, I'm Laura Stinchfield, the pet psychic, and I'm joined today with my producer, who's here as well. Uh, you want to introduce yourself? Uh-oh. Gosh, I don't know if I'm live. I don't know what happened. Uh-oh. Um, I don't know who can hear me. Um, Sorry about that. We're having technical difficulties already. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what, what that was going on in, on live on the air, but um, somehow I got logged off to... I don't but know we're, we're both on the air now? <laughs> yes, we're on. Sorry about that. Okay. Sorry. So I was just introducing you. So do you want to say who you are and what you do? Yeah. I'm. Uh, my name's I, Kusuhara, and I'm Laura's uh, producer on the Pet Psychic Radio Show and all of our other adventures that we go on, partnering crime. She does all my production for all my videos as well, if any of you have seen those on the web at thepetpsychic.com. And uh, she's also an active vegan, and she's very active online. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I have a blog and all that stuff, fun vegan stuff. Um, So, yeah, I wanted to talk to you, actually, before we go on about, you know, about you and how did you begin becoming a pet psychic like how did you know you were psychic so um i have pretty much known my whole life that um i could talk to animals um i always knew what they were thinking or and what they were feeling like i always knew if my dog had a stomach ache or um what was going on in the horses' heads when they were being ridden. But I didn't know that anyone else couldn't do it. And mm-hmm. so that was this discovery that I was going through until my my early 20s when I started to work with other animal professionals. And they started to say to me, wow, you know, you have something different um, than we do even. And, um, you know, what are you getting from the animals? Mm-hmm. And they were asking me about what they were thinking and feeling. And so then I started to really realize that I could hear them. And um, I had this one experience with my dog. Um, Her name was Lala. And Mm -hmm. uh, I had taken a course with Carol Gurney. She's an animal communicator, a pioneer in the field, on um, like a basic how to communicate with your pets course and I left that course and I went home to my dog and I was practicing and I said you know Lala how are you feeling like how how are you doing and I heard as clear as day mom I'm dying inside and that was the first time I actually heard like words very, like you very actually clearly heard it. 
You actually hear it? Yeah, I actually heard it. Like before in the past, it was like I just kind of looked at them and I knew what they wanted. Um, It was just like a sense of knowing. And I think a lot of people who work with animals and love animals have that naturally. Like they look at animals and they can just tell if they're sad. But this was the first time I actually heard like a voice in my head where she was talking. And, uh, And I said to my boyfriend at the time, Lala just said she's dying inside. And he was like, you're crazy, because she was backpacking with us, and Mm -hmm. she was really active. And two months later, she died of cancer. Oh, my gosh. And and it was really sudden. It was like in three days Mm -hmm. she was gone. And so that really stuck in my head. And then I've been just studying it since then. And um, it's a constant study of, like, what's coming from me, what's coming from the animal, and what's coming from the people, and Mm -hmm. just trying to weed it all out. Right. And when you say what's coming from me, what's coming from other people and the animals, you're talking about, like, emotions or physical feelings or... Yeah, all of that. Exactly. Uh All of that. Like... For instance, there's this story about this cat who says to me, um, I want my, I hear, I want my blue blanket by the window. And um, I said to his person, you know, your cat wants the blue blanket by the window. And the person was like, no, I don't know what you're talking about. We don't have a blue blanket. And so then I went back to the person and I said, what do you, I mean, I went back to the animal and I asked the animal, like, what do you mean, like, blue blanket? What blue blanket? Can you tell me where it is? Because sometimes people forget and they, they have mm-hmm. a blue blanket they put away. And and the animal said, no, it's a red plaid blanket. I don't know where you got blue blanket from. And this is a window I wanted at. Right. <laughs> and so then the person's like, oh, yes, I know exactly what red plaid blanket that is. And so then I had to say to myself, like, where did I get blue from, you know, like, because it was so clear to me, blue. And then I realized that my cats have a blue towel by the window. So I put towel to it. I see. And, like, Uh, a lot of people say to, like, a lot of people say when you're learning, like, a good psychic or a good animal communicator is someone who doesn't ask questions. But I disagree with that. For, like, all of you out there who who really want to learn how to do this, you have to ask questions. Because if you don't ask questions about whether you, what was right or what was wrong or what feels right, you're never going to be able to really fine-tune it to get really good. You're just going to mm-hmm. be going, hmm, I wonder why I did that, or, oh, I was totally off. When you weren't off at all, you know, there was a meaning to it. Right. And does this, like, does your psychic ability just stick with animals or can you communicate with other I don't know spirits or I don't know what else but others I can talk to dead people Mm -hmm. and um and you know I think I can read people really well but it's Mm -hmm. really interesting some people are really scared I'm going to read their mind and uh there's this one woman once where like (laughs) She, like, got really freaked out at me, and she, like, (laughs) held her head, and she was, like, screaming, like, get out of my head, get out of my head. But I swear I wasn't in her head, and, like, I don't know what she was hiding or what she was thinking. So, like, I can't read people's minds like that. Like, every now and then I'll hear, like, I'll hear something someone is saying, but I think it's almost like a higher power or, or something, like, trying to 
like someone, something higher than me governs with people, like what I can right. hear. Mm-hmm. It's not like I can just tap into anyone's head. <laughs> okay, so you're not walking around, like when you're walking around, you hear all kinds of voices. <laughs> no, nor do I want to. <laughs> that would give all those people that call me schizophrenic on the uh, <laughs> on my online articles. <laughs> like, they'd run away with that one. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's good. Um, well, this would be a good way. Do you think everyone has the ability to have some sort of psychic ability, or do you think that um, it's just stronger in, you know, one person and maybe yeah, not others? I I, that's a good question. I think it's definitely stronger with some people. I mean, some mm-hmm. people are definitely more empathetic, and yeah. they're more psychic. Um, and some people um, don't get it at all, you know, but I think that the people that don't get it at all don't want to get it at all. Like, if right. you if you have a desire to be psychic in any way, whether it's telepathy with communicating with the animals or talking to dead people or whatever you want to do or finding lost items. Um, Yeah. If you have the desire to do it, I definitely think anyone can do it. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's just like studying, reading and, you know, listening and studying and just trying to figure out like how everything filters through your mind. Um, Mm -hmm. It's really important you know, I'd like to stress meditation, but for those people who can't sit for meditation, it's like just start watching what you're thinking. Like if you're in the supermarket, just start watching like the things that go through your head, the repetitive patterns or the words or how you talk to yourself or how you see things. And the more you know your own mind of like what's going on with you, the more you'll be able to say like, oh, okay, then it's um, this is me, and wow, where did that come from? That felt different. And mm-hmm. that could be your animal, or that could be the person standing next to you. You know, like if you're in the supermarket line and you're thinking to yourself, like, I'm having such a great day, like, this is really wonderful. And then all of a sudden, you feel like you have a stomach ache or you feel anxious, but someone else just came from behind you. You could just mm-hmm. be picking up their stuff. And I think. A lot mm-hmm. of the population is empathetic like that. Mhm. Right. Um, well, maybe you could talk about more about animal communication and how, because we have some people on the line, and maybe how they yeah. can prep their animals before they get on the phone with us. Right. Okay. So, um, so with animal communication, the way I do it is that it's really important for me to to get a hold of the animal first and tell the animal um, that I'm a human, that can hear them, and um, that I can answer questions uh, that they have for their people or or tell them um, tell them what their people or ask them questions for their people. And because of time, we want to get to as many callers as we can. What I really need from the listeners who are going to be calling in is I need you guys to prep your animals beforehand so that I don't have to do all that. So what I want you guys to do is um, just take a couple of deep breaths and uh, start thinking about what exactly, what question you want to ask your pets. And um, when you do that, I want you to see if you can match up a visual for your question. 
So um, let's say you want to know why your dog is always barking at the neighbor. I want you to kind of feel in your body what a question is sort of like, like kind of like a wonderment, and then direct it to your dog and picture in your head your dog barking at the neighbor and then wondering why. So I want you to figure out what that question is, and then I want you to direct it to your dog. And then I also want you to say that there is a woman who is going to get in touch with you in your head or in your heart, and she's going to ask you this question, and I want you to answer her clearly. And you can just say it like that. And um, what I want you also to do is when you say these things, right after you say them, I want you to take three deep breaths. Because what happens sometimes is you might ask a question to your pet like, why do you bark at the neighbor? But then immediately after you ask that question, I hate it when he does that. I can't stand it. I wonder if Laura's going to get anything. And um, then your dog is going to be trying to follow that self-talk. We don't want that. We want it to be really clear. So whenever you talk to your pet, you want to ask, Take a couple of deep breaths, ask them a question, another, then another couple of deep breaths so that your mind is sort of empty beginning and end of the question. Does that make sense? Yeah, that totally makes sense. It does? Okay. Yeah. Good. Well, to me it does. Hopefully it makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so do you want to take some calls? Just yeah. Just get in there and see what happens? Okay. Yeah. Um, so our first caller is Carrie, and she's been on hold, so let me put her on the air. Carrie? Yes, I'm I'm here. Oh, hey, great. Carrie. Hi, how are you? Good. Thanks for calling in. You're welcome. <laughs> So, um, so tell us. So first, tell me. Uh, would you like us to? Ask, would you like me to ask your pet a question? Please. Yes. Okay. So, what is your pet? I have a white-faced cockatiel. Oh, a cockatiel. Yeah. Um, and what is it? Is it a boy or a girl? It's a boy. His name. A boy. Buddy. And what's his name? Buddy. Buddy. Yeah. Okay. And what do you want to ask, Buddy? Well, sometimes he screams, and I want to know what can I do to better help him and understand him, or what does he need? Okay, so what does he need when he screams? Yeah, because sometimes okay. I think I know, and other times I feel like I don't get it. Oh, does he scream at the same time each day, or is it just random, it seems like to you? Well, sometimes it's random, and sometimes he screams at night. Okay, like at night when the sun goes down? Yeah, like later after I come home from work when it's already dark out. Yeah. Oh, and it's already dark. Okay. Okay, hold on. Because I know that birds scream to gather up their flock before, like, right when the sun oh. goes down, but maybe if you just get home, too, he's screaming to say, come on over and let's go to bed. <laughs> but let, let, let's ask him. Okay, and his buddy. Okay, hold on while yeah. I get him. So right now Laura's um, contacting the animal, and what she usually does is just, she kind of, with does this whispery talky thing um, and connects with the animals. Can you hear me during the whispery? Yeah, it's kind of cool. I like hearing it. I'm not always conscious that I'm doing it. So he says that sometimes he wants you to come over just to play with him. Okay. 
but sometimes I get nervous too. Because I feel like she's going to come in and then go out again. But I think maybe he means just, like, leave the room. Do you have him on your shoulder sometimes? Well, I, I used to have him on my shoulder. He used to let me hold him more often. He doesn't like me to hold him as often, I I think, as he used to. Because he used to be all over my shoulder or on my head. Yeah, he wants to go back on your shoulder. But let's ask him why he why he's not doing that now. Mm-hmm. He said that one time he slipped down your back and it scared him, so how can he do it to start feeling secure again? What? I'm sorry, I missed it. I what on my back? He said that he, like, slipped down your back, like, a little bit. Like, I see him just sort of, like, slipping a little bit down your backside. Oh, I don't know. I don't. So, maybe it was years ago. I don't remember specifically. Yeah, and it might have been something that wasn't a big deal to you, but it felt like a big deal to him. You know, it might have felt like he was just walking around. Yeah. So what what could we do? We could tell him that you'll walk slower. Okay, that, I'll walk slower. And that you won't take sharp turns. Sure. Yeah, I won't take sure. I'll be real careful with him. He can even sit on my hands if he wants. I know he likes to do that too. He wants He's to know too. If while you I'm talking to you. He. What is he doing? He's looking right at me while I'm talking to you. I'm like, oh, he is. <laughs> he also yeah. wants to know if you can play the funky music. Okay. Do yeah, you know I what that is? When I, yeah, I leave the radio on. I just leave the radio on <laughs> while I'm at work. So I don't know. Maybe it's a CD or something. I'll have to look. Do you turn it off when you get home? Yeah, I turn it off. I think he wants the funky music when he's on your shoulder. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. He wants to dance. Is that what he's? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Cute. Cool. Yeah, he likes music a lot, and he he likes to use his voice a lot. He's very vocal. Mm. He says, I want to say to my mom a lot of things. Oh, he does. Sometimes when I scream at her, I want her close. And sometimes I scream at her because I feel like I need something else to eat, like I feel like I'm getting dizzy. That's weird. That is weird. Sometimes I feel dizzy in my cage. That's weird. That is weird. Is he eating okay? Yeah, I mean, he has seed and millet and these little puffs and he has water. And sometimes I give him popcorn and crackers, too. I I wonder why he would feel dizzy. Yeah, he's almost like having like a vertigo feeling. That's weird. Has it something to do with his sinuses, maybe? I don't know. Why, does he have something going on with his sinuses? No, he's had before in the past he's had some sinus stuff. Oh, maybe I can ask him if when he has sinus problems, did he feel dizzy then? Okay. Yeah, I did because it felt weird in my eyes. So maybe you should check him to see if he's got something going on with that. That might also okay. be a part of the shoulder thing. Like he's feeling like he's going to fall down your backside if he's feeling a little dizzy. That could be. I would look hmm. up online, too, about exactly what his diet should be. I mean, you might have done that already, but maybe there's something in his diet, like a sugar high or something, that he's getting and feeling dizzy. 
Well, it could be. Yeah, I will look up on the mind to see if there's anything. Is there anything yeah. else you need for me, like any type of food that he, sh- he wants that he's not getting, maybe? He said he likes this pink thing. It looks like a peach, peachy color. An apple? It, it, it kind of reminds me of, like, Fruit Loops or something. Fruit Loops? But, like, a peachy color. I don't know. But I mean, it's more... I've seen the nectarine before. Oh, maybe it's a nectarine, then. Could be that. Well, is he okay. happy and all? Is it besides the fruit stuff? I mean, I can look into that. Is he happy? Does he need anything else? Yeah, I'm happy. I love my mom. Great. We could dance more, (laughs) he said. Oh, he likes to dance. He sounds like he's a music lover. (laughs) I know. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for your call, Carrie. We're going to get all the questions. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks. And the next caller uh, is Louise, who's been on hold for a while. Hold on just a moment. Hey, Louise. Hi, how are you? Great, thanks Hi, for staying on hold with us. Oh, well, I'm really excited for your show, so... Oh, thanks. I'm like, <laughs> really, really excited. Probably be your number one fan or junkie or something, I don't know. Uh, cool. Um, <laughs> so bear with us when we're a little rusty in the beginning. <laughs> That's okay. Yeah, I see there's not a chat. Um, is there supposed to be a chat for the... Oh, for the I don't chat? know. We haven't gotten that far yet, but maybe we'll get that okay. together. <laughs> yeah, we'll figure that out. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Um, I call because I have um, I I I've grown up with dogs and I I love dogs and you know animals, but predominantly dogs. And I always seem to have a a sense of um, oh great communication with them. But I have and I have uh, two two uh, rescue dogs, both German short hairs. Okay. Uh, both weren't rescued at the same time, but the one I'm I'm uh, a little worried about is about 12 years old, and she is um, a German short hair pointer uh, with dark with liver spots, and she always she's very very connected with me. Like if I leave for a period of time, she won't eat. Oh, and she's so do like, you mean like if you go overnight somewhere? Yes. Or if yeah. I'm gone all day, she'll wait till I get home before she eats. Oh. Uh, she just won't eat. She's very, very, very attached to me. What's her uh, name? Salsa. Salsa. Okay. Yeah. And do, so do you want to ask Salsa, like, do you want to tell her that it's okay to eat and you're always coming home? Well, what I'm concerned about is that lately she has this, um, like, crying episode, like, I don't know if she's in pain, or I don't know if she's seeing spirits. Because I think she sees spirits quite often, to be honest with you. Okay. I know that might sound kind of weird, but um, I think she sees spirits quite often. And I don't know if they're scaring her or if there's something else going on, or if she's worried. When is is she crying? Is there any particular time of day? No, no particular time. You know, I know that if I'm not feeling well, she'll try and lay on top of that part of my body. Um, mm-hmm. I know when my husband was first diagnosed with his um, disease, she was one of the first clues to me that there was something very wrong with him. 
Mm. Um, and so she's real communicative with me, but I just don't know. I can't figure out what this crying is for. I don't know if she's okay, in peace or Let's what? ask her. I'll ask her. So she's salsa, and she's a German uh-huh. shirt hair pointer, and she's dark with liver spots, right? Yes, yes. Okay, okay, let me get her. She said that um, she does cry a lot, and sometimes she has a pinching in the back of her spine, sort of like above her hips. And it also affects my right paw. Like maybe she has like a pinched nerve. And sometimes when I move weird, it pulls all along my back. I can ask her if she sees spirits, too, if you want. Okay. Oh, yeah, I see spirits all the time. Yeah. But but they don't scare me. Oh, that's good. If I know that old apartment, she would see them. She would first alert me that they were there. And some that she, were not so kind. She, she said that she sees a beautiful woman that watches over you. She sort of looks like a grandmother figure. Yes. Oh, that's very interesting. The problem that's really good. is my toes, though. Like, it's almost like a pinched nerve. What can I do about that? Because I've taken her to the vet, and they can't seem to find anything. She has yeah, these big fat pockets, but they said that they're fine. Right. I'm a huge fan of chiropractic work, so I would try and find a chiropractor to, to take a look at her and okay. see if she need, needs an adjustment anywhere. Okay. And was she really, really very abused before I got her? Was there a man in the abuse? Because um, she's terrified of of men and cats. (laughs) She She said that, yeah, there was a man that she thought was that wasn't very kind to her and didn't feed her well and that she thinks that he heard voices. So she she must have been listening to the earlier part of the show. The man man that had her before myself, um, admittedly, unfortunately, was a sibling of mine. Oh. Did he have um, a mental illness? Well, I think he does. I think he has several, but that's a whole mm. other show. Mm. <laughs> um, um, I drove 500 miles to get her because he was just going to let her loose in the middle of um, winter on the East Coast and have her fend oh. for her. Oh, that's so, so I, scary. Well, Thank you for yeah. going and getting her. And she was, initially she was, you know, took her, you know, I understood that he used to beat her because she was she would not house train like he wanted her to, supposedly. But I don't think that was the problem because we got her in less than 24 hours. It, she she says, Mom, I don't want to think about that anymore. Yeah, she was, she, she's Which, a good dog. Yeah, it's so, it's so interesting about pets. It's like some of them, they really, 
you know, they like to kind of go through their story about how they were rescued. And then others, they don't want it to be told. They want to just forget about it and leave it behind them. Like a lot of them tell me. doesn't like to go there. Yeah. Okay, so thanks Thank for calling in. So Thank you so much. Yeah. Okay. Bye-bye. Okay. Thank you. Okay, we got Jolene. Hi there. Hi, you're on Hi, the air Jill. with Laura. Hi, Laura. <laughs> you, actually, you actually came and did a reading at my house about uh, five or six years ago. Oh, it was wow. Fantastic, and I wanted to thank you for that. And, oh, um, my husband and I were just talking about having you come again, and I heard about your radio show, so I wanted to call in and say congratulations. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank and, you. Um, I've got a new crop of animals <laughs> since you, you were do. here. Well, one of the old guys is still here, but I've got um, I've got my toy poodle, Harley, Okay. who I rescued a little over a year ago. He's quite the personality, and we're very close. Um, he's been a bit of a project. He's not nice to strangers. Okay. We've been working on that. What color is he? He's a champagne colored. Okay. And um, what I'd like to work on now is I've had two times where I've had to go overnight on business trips. Mm-hmm. And he and my husband have been getting along a lot better. But um, I've got a trip coming up that I'm going to be gone for a week, and I'm okay. I'm really a little concerned that he behaves himself okay. and knows I'm coming so, home. Okay, and so you want him to to know that it's safe to be with your husband when you yes. go away. And yes. how many days are you going away for? I'm going away, depending on how, how I can, long I can stand to be away from him, um, uh-huh. probably six days. Okay, six days and how many nights? And it will be five nights, Wednesday, Thursday, okay. no, Six nights. Okay. I, I, so, I'm not sure. I'm sorry. I'm confused. I'm five or six nights. Okay. So it's really important that you figure that out for him. Okay. okay. Um, you don't need to do it right now. But um, So for all of you listening, whenever you go away, it's really very, very important that you tell your pet how long you're going away for. And and I'll help you do that with champagne today. But but what you want to do is picture the sun rising and setting for as many days as you'll be going be gone. So let's say you wake up and it's the morning time, and then that's when you leave. You want to picture a whole day, and then a night, and then a whole day, and then a night, and then a whole day, and then a night. Okay. Um, and then picture yourself happily coming back. Happily is very very important. Okay. Okay. And um, you want to empower your pet when you go away, and you want to say to them, you're going to be safe, you're loved, you're protected, and kind of send them those feelings. And okay. and your dad or my husband is going to be here for you, and you're safe with him, and you guys are going to have fun. And then I'll see you in six days and six nights, and you can Got reiterate it. Um, And it's really important when you go, when you leave him, that you don't leave all like, it's going to be okay, don't worry, don't worry, Mm -hmm. because that's just going to make him more stressed. Okay. And you also want to make sure that whenever you all talk to your pets, you stay away from using the negative, like don't, because then they pick up the worry. They don't understand negative. So you want to say, 
be confident instead of don't worry. Okay? Okay. And then when you're away, before you fall asleep at night or when you wake up in the morning, you can think about your pets and talk to them, and they'll get it. You could tell them where you are, what you're doing. I had a bunny tell me once that hit that it was so amazing her mom had seen the Eiffel Tower. Oh, and she was okay. like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe she even knew I went to France. I can't even believe she knew it. Wow. So, so um, they really do. If you're close to your pet, they pick up everything. So it's very, very important to be positive and explain everything that's happening. So and I've been doing as much as possible with, through his rehabilitation and training. I've been well, – he, he psychically talked to me when I saw him at the rescue. I mean, we oh, had – Oh, he did. Major, yeah, I hate – well, he was very – he's very good at communicating with me. Mm-hmm. He's very clear about his wants and his boundaries. Right. <laughs> a little stubborn, though. <laughs> I mean, he thinks the world revolves around him, but he's a toy poodle. What do you expect, right? Right. And right well, now, I don't he, know. All, he, he's like, Mom, will you hurry up and get off the phone so we can play toy? And I told him after he's done talking to the lady, we can play with his toy. So. Good. <laughs> so what's his name? So his name is Harley. Okay. So and, let me get. And how old do you think he is? I'm guessing he's around five or so. Okay, hold on. Sometimes Dad picks me up too fast. Okay. Mom's told me she's going away. I have. And when she goes away, where do I get to sleep? Well, he should sleep in his bed, but last time my husband said he slept on the couch. Oh, he okay. Sleep, he can sleep wherever he wants, but he usually okay. follows wherever I am is where he is. So. Okay. So did he sleep last time, but does he normally sleep on your bed? He has his own bed right next to me. So, uh, On the bed or on the ground? On the ground. Well, okay. and sometimes if I sleep on the couch, then he sleeps next to me. Okay. Does Dad want to sleep on the couch with me? <laughs> no, Dad doesn't, unfortunately. Because I like to see when Mom's coming home. Oh. So, well, well he's he really... allowed to sleep on the couch if he wants to. That's fine. I was also wondering if you could show Dad how to squish up my food. Do you know what I that means? Would... Yes, I do. Because I always mash up the food, and, and Dad might be throwing it in trunks. So oh, okay, count. yeah. Mash it up, and that's important to keep the routine as much as possible if you can. He was acting out. He wouldn't go outside to do his business while I was gone last time, which is this little protest. So okay, let me ask tell him to be a really well-behaved dog. Dad really likes it, and he'll throw more toy with him if he does that. Mom usually walks out a little ways with me. <laughs> I do. You knew that. I pick him up and take him out. So maybe your husband has to do that, too. I told him. He says, or, no, like, if you so want it to shift, like, if you want him to be able to do it the way your husband does it, you have to start preparing him that way before uh, you go. Okay. Like, start sending right. him out like your husband would do. That's really smart. Okay, making him go out by himself instead of, you know, going walking with him. If that's what he's expected to do when you're not there, yeah. Oh, good idea. otherwise it's... And I don't want to get taken away. You're never going to be taken away. I'm always coming home, and we both love you, and you're with us forever. 
That's the best thing ever. Oh, I'm going to cry. And I'm biting less. Was he biting before? Yes, and thank you so much. I'm very proud of him for biting less. I wish he would bite even less. <laughs> He's, oh, Laura, you're nailing him. Aw, that's sweet. So, Julie, thanks for calling in. I'm so excited, and uh, later on, Harley and I will come meet you in, in Ohio, okay? Oh, great. I would love it. Thanks and for your help. Have a nice trip. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you. Okay, so our next caller is Sarah. Okay, and then in a little while we're going to be talking to Nancy, who's in rescue, and then we're going to have our um, our pet adoption, where we're going to yeah. each week we're going to talk to an animal that wants a home, and they're going to tell us what home they want. Mm-hmm. So we're going to have Nancy on in a little bit with that. Okay. Probably next, right? Uh, we have one more caller, and then we'll go to Nancy. Okay. Um, okay. Hey, Sarah. Hello. Hi. Hi, Hi. Sarah. Hi. Yeah. Hi. Thanks for having me on. Um, oh, I sure. Was going, I was going to ask you a question about my dog, Chips. Um, Chips, we got him from a humane society. Um, I'm not quite sure what happened in his past or if he was abused. Mm-hmm. Um, but he stays with us now, and I go, and I'm going to school. I'm going to school right now, so I don't live at home. But he stays with me part time at my apartment here at college, and part time in Kansas City, Kansas. Okay. And I was wondering what exactly is it that he's wanting or needing from us? And because he he also likes to run away, but I'm not quite sure if it's a game with him because he like he seems to find his way back. Or he's going okay. to find somebody to pick him up to send him back. And okay, what's sure it? Long okay, well, so let's he's start a German so shorter pointer. Oh, he is. And how old is he? He is, well, the adoption insisted that he was about four, but I get the feeling that he was younger, that he just had a harder time. Okay, yeah. And so now is he with you now, or is he at your folks' place? He's currently with me right now. Okay, he's with you right now. Okay. Um, hold on, let me get Chips and uh I'll ask him what why he runs away and what he wants and needs. A bigger bowl of food. <laughs> A bigger bowl of food, huh? <laughs> yeah. He wants more walking time where he walks fast and up a hill. Okay. More time where we go different places. Yeah, he likes traveling back and forth. And he'd like a a bigger bed where the stuffing doesn't get stuffed up. (laughs) Where the stuffing doesn't get stuffed up. Yeah, do you know what he's talking about? Like this bed, maybe the stuffing is old and it's getting bunched? Well, um, now when he goes and stays in Kansas City, sometimes he stay he sleeps with a friend who lives with us, who is part of his dog as well. Sometimes uh-huh. he sleeps in the bed, but when he takes him to his family's house, he has to sleep outside. I don't know what they do to him there, and that worries me because I don't like him sleeping oh. outside like that. Oh, so maybe he needs a com- more comfortable bed outside there. Maybe I know stuff. over here in and over here in Manhattan he sleeps on my bed 
and there's like a nice plush microfiber comforter, and he likes sleeping on it as well as our other dogs. Okay, so it's smooth though underneath you. You you don't mess up the sheets, and then he's sleeping on top of messed up right. sheets because he might be finicky. <laughs> no, it's outside. Oh, he, he doesn't like he, he doesn't like when I move. Oh no, wait. No, I like sleeping on okay. the bed. I need okay. something better for outside. Okay. Well, let me ask him why he runs away. I run away because I'm looking for adventure. He's looking for adventure, huh? I get super bored. (laughs) Yeah, he has a very short attention span. And I want them to teach me things. Like what? Like maybe shake? Hey, and maybe sometimes. and run over things. Okay. okay. I would maybe even like to run after ducks. <laughs> yes, he used to be a he's a hunting dog. I'm sure he used to be Sounds a like dog. he would be a good uh, agility dog. He does. He <laughs> does. He's a great showman. He is. He's a, and he's a perfect like he's yeah. such camera. He says he also wants cheese in his food. Okay. <laughs> you feed him cheese? Um, I do sometimes feed him cheese. <laughs> he sounds like he's a good eater. <laughs> yes, he is. He's a very good eater. How does he get along with our other dog? What is the other dog? What kind of dog is the other dog? He, um, German short hair pointer. Female or male? Um, female. I love yes, the other dog. Sometimes I think she's too slow. Yeah, she's older. Oh. She's pretty old. But, and uh, sometimes they compete for attention. And some, But when we put them in the kennel, though, he seems to look after her. At least that's what the kennel people tell us. Oh. So. I, I don't like to go to the kennel. So, um, yeah. so we have to move on to the next one so we get everybody in. But okay, thanks, thank you so thanks much. for calling in. Thank you right, so thank much. You. Yeah, thanks. Bye-bye. Chips. <laughs> hey. Adventure. Hey, Claudia. <laughs> we got Claudia on Hi. the line. Hi, Claudia. Hi, Hi. Hi. <laughs>
I was kind of concerned about that, and so we went to see the vet, which we don't really regularly do, hmm. um, and did some tests, did, did an exam, and checked her out, and um, we've discovered that she she had some sort of infection. Her white blood cell count was really high, and oh. also her thyroid is high. So, oh. um, so we treated the infection with some antibiotics, and we're treating the hyperthyroid um, with some medication. And oh. I just I just wanted to check in with her and see if she's feeling better. She seems to be acting better. Oh, um, good. So I just wanted to check in and and um, see if she's feeling better with all the changes that we're, we have made and specifically okay. with food. She was uninterested in food, and now we've gotten her back into inter- being interested in food. Oh, good. She said she's being fed better food now? Is that true? Well, she's, is getting this... canned, she's getting canned food also. Cause she oh, was that she not a regular? A no, it was just like a treat thing on occasion, so... I love the canned food. I know she does. I think the canned food has cured me. But it's probably not. not. I think I got sick from the kids, she thought. Did the kids have a sick... Did they have a little cold, too, at the time? We've had really bad allergies here, so it's kind of been masking all of our cold symptoms. So pollen appears really weird this year. I think I caught something from them. Hmm. I feel much better now. Yeah, I don't know how, I have no idea. Um, I don't know if the, can the thyroid look like, can the thyroid be going up just from an infection if it's not hyperthyroidism? I don't know. Yeah, uh, that's what they're suspecting, that it's hyperthyroidism. Oh. We're going to, you know, she's taking the medication for that right now. We're doing that. And then we're going to retest in another few weeks, so one, right. one month after it. So then we'll be able to see, you know, is it true hyperthyroidism or was it a quirk or whatever. She says, I don't need medicine anymore. I feel just fine. But she might be like a, a child that doesn't know, you know. Like she does, yeah. she might not be able to be able to decide whether or not the medicine is making her better or she just got better. Right. Yeah. Uh, Laura, I was going to actually ask you to maybe mention that to people when animals say stuff to you and then, you know, you tell people what the animal says, that not always what they say is what's best for them. Right. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Like a dog wanting cheese doodles or something. Right. But also like this, like, I mean, a lot of times people think that their animals are all knowing and they know whether or not a medication is good for them or not. And that can be true with some of the animals. They might be on a medicine that's that's not good for them and they might be able to voice that. But right. sometimes the animals will say, no, I don't need this, and they actually do. So um, you really do have to have trust in your vet as well. Mm-hmm. Um, very important. But mm-hmm. I think it's important to also take in consideration what the animal is saying. And, like, we can ask Georgia, for instance, like, does she feel like she's having any side effects from the medicine? Yeah, that would be a good thing to know. Yeah. The only thing, side effect I think I'm having is that I feel like my tongue is bigger. 
That's weird. <laughs> what, are you giving her the medicine orally or is it on her ears? It's an oral medicine, but it's in like, you know, it's mixed with a, like a tuna chew. Oh, right, right. Yeah, so it might be actually like feeling like her tongue is swelling. And, and <laughs> like I usually have give it to her. I usually give it to her first, and then I give her her food right after to make sure she eats it. Yeah, you know, know, I actually, because Joey, my cat, was on it once, I actually tasted it to see why he hated it so much, because he hated it, and it does sort of, like, taste like Sprite, Hmm. like, even with the tuna juice. So, you know, Hmm. that sizzling feel could make it feel like. Joey didn't think his tongue swelled, but. (laughs) Well, um. I was going to ask, do you want to ask uh, Georgia one last thing, and then we will uh, get to talking to Nancy? Sure. What else do you want me to ask her, Claudia? Um, she also I, says I she I'm loves gonna... you. Oh, she loves me. Thank you. Yeah. I, I know that I, you know, I have a pretty good uh, connection with her psychically, mm. so that was all I wanted to just verify, that I, I feel like this is the right way to go right now, the right path to go with the medicine and, and everything, so... Just thank you. I, okay, sure. She's great to talk to you. Oh, you too, Claudia. She's screaming. Thank you for taking care of me. Thank you for taking care of me. She doesn't want me You're to forget well. to tell you that. I love you. She's so polite. <laughs> that, that means you're a good mommy. <laughs> well, thank you so much. Thanks so much, Laura. Bye, and Claudia. I, bye. Bye. <laughs> Okay, so we're going to talk to uh, Nancy, and she does a lot of rescues and stuff, right? Mm -hmm, She does. She's like this amazing rescue woman, and she um, gets animals out of shelters and finds them, right, organizations to hold them until they find homes, and uh, she's quite an amazing person. And she does this all privately, right? She does it privately, yes. Yeah. She's guess, independent. Yeah, let's, uh, let's ask her more about her organization. Okay. Just a minute. Hello? Hey, Nancy. Hi, Laura. Thanks for coming on. Oh, my pleasure. <laughs> We've done this many, many, many times, haven't we? Yes, we have. Yes, we have. So uh, Nancy, yeah, Nancy, I'm an independent rescuer. That's that's right. But I wouldn't say amazing. <laughs> yeah, you are so amazing. Are you kidding me? So, so Nancy, tell me a little bit about what it means to be independent and what you do. Well, an independent rescuer is one who uh, who isn't affiliated with any rescue in particular. So I kind of do my own thing. And over the years, I've dabbled in this and that but i have found a good niche for myself but what i there's a rescue network and there are emails that go out all day long to everyone and they identify the dogs in the shelters or dogs needing assistance medically or to be adopted or in abusive situations anything and everything is on this uh, network Mm -hmm. and sometimes i'll see a dog and the dog calls out to me and so I find out who the person, which rescue is behind it, possibly, who's sending out the email, and then I will contact them, or people will put donations on, uh, and the donations accumulate until they can get the dog out. Mm. And then there's a whole slew of things that have to happen. There has to be a pull. There has to be a rescue behind it. There has to be a transport to a vet or to a uh, border, etc. So all this takes a lot of money and a lot of communication, a lot of effort. 
Mm. And when they finally get to a great place, as in a boarding foster home like the one that I I work with, um, then the dogs get there and then we have to try and get them homes. And that's where you come in, and that's what we started doing is we started uh, talking to the rescue dogs, which is great. Yeah. And where where are you located? Uh, well, I live in West Hills, and I also um, am up in the Santa Barbara area occasionally. But the uh, border is more in the north end of the valley, up more toward Acton, where a lot of mm. them are. Um, mm. So it's just everywhere, but the network goes all the way across the country. Oh, wow. So now, so we'll get uh, we'll get emails asking for help for a dog in Texas or someone, a dog is abused in Colorado or there's a pit bull, some kind of initiative. to You know, there's anything and everything you want to know about rescue is on this network. Oh, right. So everybody there... does their part. Where is this network, and how can people get in contact with them? Uh, well, what I could do is put something on Laura's uh, website. I just asked somebody to include me in their emails, and I before see. I knew it, I was getting 500 emails a day. <laughs> so you don't want to get on everyone's email list, but uh, <laughs> what we could do is maybe through Laura's website, we could put something where maybe there's one person that can act, you know they can access it because it's it's really enlightening but it's also debilitating if you get too many you know you can get yeah. way too many emails so there should be a way to streamline it and there are a lot of really wonderful you know the abused pities and the just there's so many things to learn i've learned so much by on this network and you mm-hmm. have a pet you have a pet up for adoption right now right should we talk oh, many them? many many yeah. many but, but great, uh, personally, I have, I have two or three. Mm. And today we were going to talk to Grace, who That's needs right. a home. That's right. And Grace is a 68-year-old, 60-pound female pit bull, right? And she was mm-hmm. abandoned in uh, South L.A. Uh-huh. And she uh-huh. was bre- bred many times. So that that's pretty evident. And mm. so what else do you know about Grace that you want to tell us about? Well, since Grace has come to the boarding place, she's, she's uh, very happy. She loves to roll on her back and, let, and get tummy rubs. And when people come up to visit the dogs that they have boarded there, she loves them and she loves to be played with and she loves to run around and she loves the ball and like any mm. other dog, I'm assuming she wants her own home, and that's what we want to ask her. Yeah. We want to ask her if she can get along with other dogs. And okay. if so, what, you know, older dogs, younger dogs, because we're we're not sure. She seems to be more interested in food. Food? <laughs> <laughs> yes, that um, is her thing, and belly rubs. Yeah, so for people to, to about Grace, she's also, like, she's gray, and she has a beautiful white chest and a white strip down her face and a couple of white mm-hmm. paws. She pretty looks like a pretty solid pity, and her ears are cropped, so somebody had done that to her. But she has a very smiley, happy face, and you can see her picture on my website, uh, which is thepetpsychic.com. And um, you had asked me earlier to talk to her about whether she wants a home with a puppy, and she says, sometimes I get irritated about little dogs. Sometimes they bother me because I had so many puppies biting me at one time. So she did sort of have enough with the uh, puppies. She said, I would like a home where people love to take, um, take dogs for walks, and I would love a home where people make up silly names for their pets. <laughs> <laughs> so silly names like bubbles. 
(laughs) (laughs) Also a home that likes to keep their animals clean and has lots of love, and I like strong people, um, but no but no one that would hit me. Mm-hmm. So, strong people. Hmm. Yeah. Um, I'll ask her, too, about um, does she want a home with another dog? That's really important because uh, at her age, if we can get a place for her, we really need to get a, make sure that it's a good one and that she'll get along because she... You know, she doesn't have that many chances because she's an older dog, and we want we want to network it, her the right way. She said that she would love a home um, with an older dog. Really? I like oh. company. Is that right, with an older dog? Maybe we can get someone to take two older dogs. <laughs> <laughs> That's my goal now. <laughs> so if people want to get in contact about uh, rescuing Gracie, where do they do that? How do they do that? On your website, Laura? Um, I do have contact for her on my website, which is thepetpsychic.com, on the blog page. But, Nancy, do you want to state it as well? Uh, I have Meryl's email here. Meryl's email is fine. Or if they want to get a hold of me to ask uh, anything about rescue or anything they can do to help, because there's always something that someone can do to help, especially videos. Videos, Networking videos of dogs is what gets dogs home. It's really incredibly important. I can't tell you how many people have contacted me and said, I love that video. So we right. need help, but, you know, video, videotaping some of the dogs at shelters or in foster or in kennels and getting them put on pet finder, things like that, that don't cost money, but they can, they're can they enormously useful. Right. So you were saying, right. you were telling me so. before about all the things that people can do if they don't uh-huh. have money to help in rescue is that they can help with transport, they can uh-huh. video, because all those video can go up on Pet Finder and on numerous websites. Uh-huh. And um, what what were some of the other ones that you said? Uh, they can walk dogs at, uh, at the local uh, kennels, because a lot of these rescue dogs are going to kennels, and they're not being, they they simply don't have the 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 staff or the people to walk them regularly or get, let them out to play with each other. So mm-hmm. um, having people volunteer to go up there and walk them will keep them from going kennel crazy, and, and that makes it even harder to get them adopted. So Yeah, and fostering can, dogs, too, is a big one. Mm-hmm. And, and tra- that transport, because we we do pay for transport, but if somebody would volunteer time to transport a dog from here to there or take it to the vet, mm-hmm. or yeah. there are so many things that can be done besides just feeling bad that you don't have the money to donate. Right. Well, thank you, Nancy. we got to wrap it up okay. now. But thank you so much for coming on. And, oh, and, I loved uh, it. Thank you. Yeah, and I'm going to post your information in case people want to get a hold of you on my website, which is thepetpsychic.com. And um, and we'll talk to you again sometime in some of your dogs. Thanks for bringing Grace on. Thank you. Okay. Um, so, yeah, we're almost uh, out of time this week, but we're on next week, same time, 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Mm-hmm. And we'll take some more callers. Yeah. And, and if anybody has any questions or any ideas for the show, um, they can email petpsychicradio at gmail.com. Again, that's petpsychicradio at gmail.com if they have any ideas or questions for the show. And um, we'll see you next week. We'll see you next week. Thanks yeah. for listening. Thank you for listening. Okay. Bye. Bye.